0: This episode of Lord John Lander includes conversation about sexual violence that some listeners may find distressing. Support resources are available from Rain.org, including a confidential helpline for those in the U.S. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Welcome to Lord John Lander, the Outlander podcast for Lord John fans, where we talk all things Outlander, but especially about Jamie and his Sassanac. And sometimes we talk about Claire, too. We can't promise you much, but for the next half hour-ish, we can promise chaos and to make you question whatever life choices led you to listen to us. Before we get into it, this is your one and only warning that show and book spoilers are lurking around every corner.
1: We're even going to spoil crap that never happened.
0: (coughs) Welcome to Lord Jodlander. We are your hosts. I am Mistress Pandora. You can call me Pan, and my co-host is here too. Hi, it's Beth. So we have gotten to Lallybrock. We have actually passed the halfway mark for the season like a while ago, but I feel like yeah. we finally hit the turning point at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And yeah, it's just downhill kind of from like- here. It it really is. I mean, this is like the last, like, semblance of happiness episode, really, if you think about it.
0: This one still, I'll probably have put a content warning at the front of this one, too, just depending upon how our conversation goes today. Exactly. It's getting depressing.
1: Oh, I know. We need John. Where's John? We
0: need John. (laughs) Get a little glimpse of him next. a little glimpse of him can't talk you know what it's good we're good we're good let's just... once more we got this bleach. we got this okay um so episode 112 Lallybrock yes
1: yes I have to say I love the opening scene of this um the scenery is gorgeous and Claire and Jamie are just like fully at ease with each other for like the first time Like, there's no secrets between them. She's, like, chosen him. So there's no, like, there's nothing holding her back. And they're just being, like, kind of adorable, right? Like, like Jamie asking her about, like, you know, airplanes. And uh, it's just that cute little moment. It's so nice. And then everything
0: goes to hell. (laughs) Yeah, in a handbasket directly. (laughs) It's amazing how their relationship improved when Claire stopped hiding things from him.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think she knew, she knew that was going to happen. And I think it was just like, I mean, they don't really make books for like how to tell your husband you're from the future, you know? So.
0: I guess they kind of have now.
1: Well, now they have, (laughs) but like.
0: I don't think I would have gone about it this way. (laughs) Personally. I mean. I would never have made it off the hill. I would have died immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I
1: can't even imagine what I would have done. Like I Randall can't, would have killed but me. like, I don't run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, yes, that's true. I would have just been, I don't even know. <laughs>
0: Shortest book ever. Damn. Boring-ass heroine. Yeah, that'd be me. And
1: Uh, she was captured by the English. The end. (laughs)
0: Tortured for three days until she died. Sure. This is fun. I'm really looking forward. (laughs) You know what? Since we're here and since we are just going where the wind takes us today. Um, let's just point this out. John and Jamie's relationship also improves when they start being honest with each other. Although it improve more if Jamie would just admit that he had feelings for John from, you know, jump. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, well, and, and I, I know I always bring this up, but like that one letter that John writes to Jamie, but never sends to him in yeah. The Haunted Soldier and where he just says like, You're like one of the only people who knows who I am and I don't have to hide myself. And, you know, I think in a way, Jamie feels the same way about John. Although Jamie isn't hasn't been totally honest with John about who he is in terms of Mm -hmm. feelings and stuff like that, because I don't think Jamie's been honest with himself about it. It's like he knows that John knows there's more to Jamie. Mm -hmm. And that's, even that's like
0: enough. Does that make sense at all? I think so. (laughs) I think so. Yes, that makes sense. There's a a connection there. And like, John knows things about Jamie that Jamie doesn't know John knows. Oh, yeah. And that part we're not making up, you know? Mm -hmm. God, if they could just emote, all right. (sighs) Well, John would emote he would if he wouldn't feel like he's going to get punched in the face for it. <laughs> hey, brought it back. Okay. So, this is going to come up several times in this episode. Yes. When Jamie gets triggered, he's a raging dick. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes.
1: I he <laughs> He's just I don't like I don't like Laird Jamie. I don't like him at all. And I don't think Claire likes him very much either. <laughs> he's a pain in the ass. He is. like, and, But, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of what we talked about with The Reckoning, where he is still trying to, to understand what it means to be a man. Yes. So he kind of floundered with that whole thing with The Reckoning, and now he's, he's trying to fulfill this other role and that that is his role by rights he didn't get to spend any time with his father as an adult right really i mean you, you see him as he he sees him as a kid being a laird and like that's one point of view but like you really need that time as an adult side by side with him to learn that so instead of having that all he's got in his head is this bigger than life dad, right? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. was always, you know, bullshitting with the tenants and being this. In in Jamie, just it's like hero worship. So he goes in and is like ready to be that hero, and he he has no freaking clue of like the practicalities
0: of any of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's trying to be, he's trying to be Brian as he remembers Brian, but he remembers Brian in that completely normal, but adolescent, my dad is Superman kind of mentality, you know, so it's one, he puts way too much freaking pressure on himself. Oh, yeah. And, and again, and it's back to trying to be somebody he's not.
1: Yep. And poor Jenny, it's like, (laughs) God, I have, I go back and forth. Of, of my feelings for, about Jenny, um, because she really can do really awful things to the people she loves. But this episode, Jamie comes flying in with his, you know, his English wife and. Right.
0: <laughs> that woman. Yeah. <laughs> On this case, that Trollope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and
1: it's like. I'm like, you what are you doing? Like your sister has been here doing the freaking work and knowing what it takes to run this place and you just come in as fucking, you know, laird dumbass and like <laughs> <laughs> and just to like, "Oh, I'm going to take over." And even Claire at like dinner when Jenny's like, "Have you ever run a big house?" instead of saying like Oh, well, I'm I sure, like, under your, like, tutelage, you know, I, it would be a great, I, I could really learn some things. She's like, no, I can figure it out.
0: <laughs>
1: and I, I understand she's a little sore because Jenny called
0: her a trollop, but. <laughs> I mean, so, all right, to be fair and to be clear, I adore Jenny. Whatever, like. Attitude adjustment she ever needs. She comes by completely honestly. Just judging by what we know of her freaking brother, right? Like, (laughs) yes, she comes by honestly. But let's talk about the first, like this first scene at the estate when Jamie is. Of course, he walks in and he immediately gets triggered. Poor guy, and he starts in on Jenny about we Jamie before he's asked any questions before he's had a chance to acknowledge maybe that it's not about him and again it's that yeah. that beating himself up just absolute guilt about everything yeah that he carries around with him so it's like he's been beating himself up for what he thinks happened to Jenny after Randall came came to Lally Rock while their right. father was away So he's already he's been blaming himself for that for years. On top of blaming himself for his father dying, and now he thinks that Jenny is blaming him too. And well, that's just like the the straw that breaks the camel's back.
1: And they say some
0: really awful things to each other, but Jenny's one hundred percent in the right on this one.
1: (laughs) Oh, I agree. And in this episode, like she is well within her rights to to lay into him there's some stuff she does later in the series that i think is she goes a little too far but that's that's for later but yeah she she's just yeah she, you know he comes in like a freaking hurricane with accusations and jenny's like for all, for all we know and it seems so that jenny doesn't even know that there were these like rumors that
0: no idea you
1: know she'd got pregnant with bjr right like she's just like what, what do you, what? And she says at one point, do you think the world here just started when you guys dropped in or something like that? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good line.
1: And she says that later in the series when Claire comes back, something similar. Like, do you think we were all just frozen in time while you were, you were gone? And, you know, she has a really valid point about JB and Claire because that's, they just like come in, like a hurricane everywhere they go
0: (laughs) and like it's a really interesting it's an interesting statement about their personalities about their characters like yeah okay they are actually in this in this instance they are actually the protagonists however they're not the main character in everybody's life yes yes I love that yeah
1: but they think they are a lot of the time
0: (laughs) they think they are it's like they're in a novel or something (laughs) yes
1: yes (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we used to say that about this girl that I knew, actually. Be- long before talking about main character energy was, like, ever a thing, mm-hmm. we we used to talk about this-, this girl we knew that she, like, we, <laughs> we used to say she-, she thought she was on her own reality TV show. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> So it was like everything she did, it was like there were like cameras following her around and she was playing to the cameras and she was That's the dramatic. star, you know. I mean, we <laughs> we basically invented that, you know, that whole current slang for like main character energy mm-hmm. and stuff. But heard
0: it here first, folks. You can think better. Copyright. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> anyway.
1: But no, that's that's really true. Like, they definitely, um, yeah, they think they're the main characters
0: wherever they go. It is an interesting source of conflict from a storytelling perspective to create that. Inter- I don't know. Sometimes it definitely hinges, like, we get to a point where it just hinges on melodrama. But it is an interesting yeah. source of conflict when you have your main characters acting like main characters. And then, like, some other character in the story is like, you're not actually... <laughs> The only person in the world. Oh, damn. Didn't know that. This is going to get really meta. (laughs) It has.
1: (laughs) Breaking forth walls everywhere. Like, this is
0: I think we we invented walls (laughs) just to break them in the last, you know, five minutes. So, okay. (laughs) The episode... Let's maybe stick to something resembling an outline. This is not going to happen. I'm not going to apologize. You made a note about the color... The use of color in the flashbacks. Yeah first notably in the, in the opening scenes but also as we continue it's very cool it's you meant the muted but all you really see is the shades of red
1: yeah and it's it, at first, i was actually going to bring this up too cuz i was like at first it's kind of like cuz it jolts you into the past but after a while i was like I, I kind of started rethinking my note because i'm like this feels like an like a mid 2000s like photo shoot with like color pop or something. but
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's artsy, but it we, but there's a, there's a trick. So we had talked in, in our first episode, I think it was where we talked about the use of color, how the red coat uniforms aren't exactly historically accurate. They're a slightly different shade of red based on a directorial decision or production decision for the show. And it really stands out. And you really see that at play in, the, in these flashback sequences that we are meant to associate the color red with fear and trauma and terror.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's used really heavily throughout the first season and, and into yes. the second season too. But you see it once you kind of realize that that's what it's triggering or trying to trigger, like... Then you see it every, you know, every time it pops up, you're like, oh, you know.
0: Well, kind of, it kind of primes you for all that's paid and season three. <laughs> more John. When mm-hmm. John shows up at Ardsmuir, everything at Ardsmuir is very gray toned, very mm-hmm. muted, not like by a trick of editing or the camera or anything. It's just how the set and the costumes and everything are styled except for the red coat uniforms, which are very bright. Yep. So it kind of primes us to think that there's going to be conflict with this particular guy and that he's going to be terrifying and awful. And of course he's not. He's the best character in the entire universe.
1: He's the greatest person ever. Yes. I said person.
0: Person. (laughs) Works for me. My life was ruined when he was invented. (laughs) I
1: will never be be free. It's like, I'm, I'm like tied to this show now, and this these books forever, even though like I constantly come up with like things that I get that piss me off about them and stuff. But like <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't let go of John.
0: God damn you, John Gray! We could yes, we could spend hours just raging about. Everything up one side and down the other, and then we come back to this silly little man and his silly little boyfriend. And yes, that that there we are. I can't quit you. I can't. I, I wish I could quit you. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God!
1: <sighs> no more. We're no more not prom- making- We're not making it through this episode. <laughs> So full disclosure, the first thing I said to Pan when I got on this was like, "I'm feeling a little manic," <laughs> like when we got into our chat, like, and I've got like three fic tabs open for like writing different fics from different fandoms. So I'm a, I'm just the the energy, you know. So it's a
0: little weird. That's where my headspace is. Yes, and and mine, my brain got put into a wood chipper. Um, this this week and I've been sucking down a drink of rum and juice for the last (laughs) half hour good luck everybody
1: oh boy okay all
0: right let's try to right this ship a little bit yeah let's see if we can tilt it
1: yeah so this whole misunderstanding with Jamie thinking that Jenny got pregnant by black Jack Randall first of all that comes from Dougal like yes I I think I don't know if they stress that in the book or in the show, but it's definitely in the book. That's something that Dougal used to like taunt Jamie to try to make Jamie not want to go back home, that type of thing. But like it doesn't make any it holds no water. Like you're telling me that nobody else at all in all this time could have like checked on Jenny, like Murta couldn't have gone into Lollybrock and checked on them and Mer- myrta didn't go uh, well that would have been so like when jamie was in paris with ian soldiering myrta couldn't go check on jenny and like find out that she's not pregnant it just doesn't make sense doesn't make any sense
0: i've got half a thought but it's not coming out so i'm gonna let it go other yeah i mean
1: i, mean, I know there's like mass communication isn't you know like it's not like you could just send an email <laughs> right but like nobody ever visits jenny and ian like no <laughs> i it doesn't make any sense
0: i mean i guess they're out of the way i yeah i don't know
1: they are kind of out of the way
0: they're kind of out of out, they're kind of out of the way but i will get words out in some semblance of work of sentences eventually they're kind of out of the way. Um, and honestly, it could have, if there's even a smidge of Myrta believing what Dougal is saying about Jenny, it would have been very risky to draw additional attention to Lallybrock by going there.
1: Do you really think anyone would notice Myrta, though? Like, I Myrta feel by like himself? He's
0: just... No. Like, right. no. Myrta by himself? Absolutely not.
1: Like, what was he doing while Jamie was off in you know, fighting in Paris or in France and then you know, all that stuff. Like he had some oh, time.
0: Keeping, keeping his eye on Google.
1: Yeah, that's true too, but I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems a little weird that you know, it's, it's a pretty big coincidental misunderstanding <laughs> that probably could have been cleared up a hundred different ways other than Jamie just coming into the Homestead and you know yelling in Jenny's face.
0: It could have, but given (laughs) right, but given um, Dougal's position in Clan Mackenzie and the position that he's in over Jamie now, having to rely on him to hide and for protection and all this, all this kind of stuff. I'm not gonna say good stuff because nothing good came from Dougal
1: except for
0: Buck. With that, we'll get there.
1: I was gonna say yes, definitely Buck, (laughs) though. Yeah. It takes a while for Buck to be
0: good. Ping pong balls. Fucking where'd my train of thought go? It fell off the cliff. Oh, given, there we go, given Dougal's position over Jamie and in the clan that was, in a way, sheltering Jamie, they didn't have any reason to doubt him or any, it wouldn't have been appropriate to question him. Not that I think Myrta would have cared. So you're still right. Yeah, like, I just think it's like, anyway, I just think it's kind of
1: and like, I understand that Jamie's just like drowning in guilt, but like, he didn't, like, stop to think even for a second. And then like, when they get there, it's clear that the math doesn't math by looking at the Mm -hmm. age of the kid and, and the fact that Jenny's Mm -hmm. pregnant again, like, but he's just seeing, seeing red at that point. he, He had no plan of like what he was gonna say when he got there. Like
0: No, he didn't have a plan. He was flying by the seat of his kilt. But then But then here comes Ian and um we kind of, dear listeners, we kind of were sort of talking about this. And we may be on slightly different sides of the fence on this one. But Jamie and Ian was my first gay ship on Outlander. And it wasn't like a big one, like I'm gonna go write all the fix, although I have. <laughs> But yeah, I like, I like Ian. I have my theories. Virgins is one of the best short stories. (laughs) I love virgins so much. I love
1: virgins.
0: (laughs) And once again, we're off, we're off track, but I do, I do adore Ian. So we have this really tense, um, we have this tense Meeting in the house for the first time, and Ian asks Claire if she drinks whiskey, and she says, "I've been known to have a glass or two at a time." I, I mean, the rest of that sentence is "at a time." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been known to double fist. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Oh so Jenny and uh, Jamie kind of are ready to tear each other to pieces. And then and Jamie
1: forces his sister to relive her trauma my in front God. of the entire family and God and everybody. Just, yeah.
0: <laughs> like that's good job, dude. Real good job. <laughs> and Claire thinks she's helping. Oh my God. Claire thinks she's helping and she's not helping. Once again, shut your face lady. Yeah. Like. Shut your face. It, I kind of almost got the
1: feeling she was trying to like get on Jenny's good side a little and it backfired like big oh time. so badly
0: big <laughs> time like oh, whoa yeah they they were it, already in full fraser like meltdown like it was already yeah. chernobyl right like it was not it's not going to get better best to just evacuate Exactly.
1: And That's basically that advice Ian gives Claire later. Like, <laughs> look, just this is like, you know, two pit bulls. Like, you're not gonna just stick your hand in there, okay? Like,
0: <laughs> Ian's, Ian's whole face through all of this is just like, this is so delightfully uncomfortable. <laughs> like, he's like, oh. Haven't gotten to watch fireworks in a while. Like, this is cool, (laughs) fun, awesome. This is great. I'll drink about this later. (laughs) I'll drink about this now. Oh my God. fine.
1: Bless him. Because like, you know, he and Claire take completely different approaches to being married to Frasers, um, you know, because of their different personalities. But, you know.
0: He's so much more laid back.
1: He's just like an angel, just like Mm -hmm. trying to just keep the peace. And, you know, Claire's just like pushing and buttons and got the claws out, too, and everything. But, I don't
0: know. Ian has figured out that stubbornness is not going to be your weapon of choice against a Fraser. Yeah, exactly. And
1: uh, I don't think Claire ever learns that lesson. (laughs) She does not. (laughs) Nope. Does not at all here's something that I kind of want to talk about because we get the full story of what happened when uh, Blackjack came to Lallybrock and arrested Jamie. We've heard part of the story about the flogging already. And then we get the rest of the story, right? Like we get the mm-hmm. whole part about with Jamie and his father shows up and he has Blackjack, ostensibly gives him a choice um, to either take another hundred lashes or give his, or Jamie gives his body to, to blackjack. I mean, essentially that's what he's doing either way. Right. Like he's either, and I I don't mean to sound, I'm going to try not to, okay. I'm not going to sound crude, but like, you know, he's one way or the other, he's giving blackjack his body. Right. Yes. Um, so, and, you know, Jamie makes a comment, like, I don't think the buggering would hurt as much, but you know, blackjack is cruel. So, um, anyway, where was I going with this? Um, okay. So we, 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 so we hear this whole story. So for all we know, the first time blackjack Randall ever laid eyes on Jamie and Jenny is when he came to collect the, like, whatever he was trying to take from them, whatever food or whatever they were trying to collect when Jamie gets arrested. But he seems to like, like, I can't can't help but wonder if he has some sort of personal grudge against the Frasers for something that we don't know about.
0: It's entirely possible.
1: That kind of triggers... Him to because he's just like really nasty to Jenny, too. I don't know. I guess you know, I get head cannons, and then I so I thought, like, did maybe like Brian somehow humiliate Blackjack in some way, and now he's got like a grudge against the whole family? I don't know. It's probably not, it's probably just that he's psychotic, but like, I also just you know have to wonder a little bit because it's just like he's really just relentless with this family
0: i mean he's yeah I, I wouldn't say psychotic but evil for sure
1: yeah yeah i should have said psychopath not psychotic but
0: yeah i don't know could see we need not a not an actual novel because dear god but a, a reasonable novel length thick. That predates canon and fills in all these gaps for Blackjack. And again, I don't, I still don't want to feel any sympathy for him. I don't think he deserves a redemption arc, but I just want to watch him fall apart. Yeah, I want to watch the monster come out of the egg.
1: Well, and that's the thing is, I, you know, and hey, maybe we'll get some, maybe we'll get some answers in this prequel, supposed prequel that is supposedly being written. But yeah, there's just so much that's happened in the past, and it's like it's just not always filled in. So
0: there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely something there.
1: I just kind of imagined like Brian getting Blackjack Randall in trouble because he found him like doing something sadistic to somebody else or whatever. And it was humiliating for Blackjack
0: or he could just be evil. And this is just who he decided yeah. to pick on. And he- yeah, it's sick. It's just, like, it is. it's just sick. Like it's a, it's a sick storyline. It's yeah. just, you know, like...
1: I do have to give Jenny, applaud her for, like, laughing at Jack Randall. I'm sure it didn't help matters. Um, <laughs> it didn't hurt. Whatever. But didn't I, I, hurt. I just... I just... The way... And, and just, she explains, like, I think, like, she started laughing at first just because, you know, that laughing is an emotion that can happen or is a (sighs) laughing is something that can happen at inopportune times. Right. Like it's not like, you know, sometimes if you're scared or sad or whatever, you'll start to laugh. But then she like realized that it was humiliating him. So she just kept doing it.
0: So she's got balls of steel.
1: She's a smart cookie. Yes
0: yes tough tough lady oh my god
1: she had to be i mean absolutely her mu mo- she was what 10 when her mother died mm-hmm. and she just went into the kitchen and started cooking, started cooking and now. took care of her whole family talk about oldest daughter syndrome like oh god
0: oh she invented it no kidding So something you mentioned, I'm just going to go ahead and go there, but I'm not going to go too deep into too much of it. But you mentioned um, ostensibly Randall gives Jamie a choice about what's going to happen to him. Right. And I'm not going to get into all of the ways that that's not actually a choice and that's not actually consent, because we have a plan for that later. (laughs) But there is that, there's that line, and I wanted to talk about the different ways that we, I think we are interpreting it while Jamie is explaining the story to Claire. He says something to the effect of, I didn't think my father would care that much about the buggery. If
1: you remember, I brought this up with you just in chatting, um, like maybe a month or so ago, because I thought, does this mean that male sexual assault was far more common we ever think about you know in that time and does is he saying that like I kind of had this like thought of like you know men probably it's like something that's happened that happens and everybody kind of knows about it but nobody talks about it and men are just kind of expected to just get on like move on from from it don't talk about it don't tell anybody, man up, move on. So I kind of like was thinking, you know, is that part of why he, he thinks that, that his father wouldn't mind about it because it's just sort of a fact of life that nobody talks about that this violence happens um, sometimes. Yeah. So that's that's a, where my
0: thought was going. So the answer to the question, was it more common, is Yes. We don't think about it that much because it was, well, I have theories. One theory that I don't have a whole lot of like academic evidence to support because I've not gone looking for it is, you know, just sexism in Hollywood. Yeah. And just the horrible way that we'll get there, but just the horrible way that women are treated in in media anyway. So it tends to be more sensationalized. Yes, it was definitely more common than we think. It's more common now than we think. At the time, as a male survivor of sexual assault, that was a crime that you could not report because you would also be punished for it. Right. Because you were complicit in sodomy. Yeah. Basically. Bringing it back around. So related to that, so I actually had a slightly different interpretation of that line. I've got it in a slightly different context. Without getting too deep into what consent actually is, let's just lay down the foundation that the way we understand consent in 2022 is not the same way that they would have understood consent in the 18th century. We'll just lay that down there. So as far as Jamie and probably Brian too was concerned, Jamie had a choice. It was a shitty choice. They would not have denied that it was a shitty choice, but they would have thought of that as a choice. They would have thought of if Jamie had submitted is how he worded. um, I think is how he worded it to his enemy. That would have been his decision because he could just choose to get flogged again. He could just choose to get hanged. Like these are perfectly, perfectly acceptable consequences to not having sex with a monster. (laughs) So keeping, if, so if you keep that perspective on it, if incorrectly, just bear with me. I'll get through this sentence. I promise. Keeping it in that perspective that they they probably would have viewed Jamie as having a choice and having consented to Randall's demands. It actually sounded to me that his like he's thinking his father wouldn't have been upset if Jamie were sleeping with men. As opposed to this is just another thing that, you know, guys just have to, had to live with at the time that nobody talked about, you know? Right. It could be either. I could be stretching that just a little bit, but the way it, it was just kind of the way he talked, Jamie goes on to talk about, it wouldn't have been the act itself. It would have been giving in to the power play.
1: Right. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why Jamie, Jamie, ultimately doesn't give in and decides to take the flogging instead i mean it's interesting to think about and you know again we we only have glimpses of brian through jamie's eyes and you know like you said he he was like an adolescent really when his dad died so it's hard to say and it's hard to it's hard to think of a man in that time period being okay with that, except in the fact that he also seems like he would love his children no matter what. Yeah. So there's that, but I guess again, maybe the prequel will
0: give us some answers that I doubt well, it. I would like, see, I, I do, I do want a little bit more, like, I don't know that I want a 500,000 word book, about Brian and Ellen, but I wouldn't mind a reasonable, exactly. you know, hundred and twenty thousand word book. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, maybe just a novella. <laughs>
0: like, I just, I think there is probably some interesting stuff there. I would like, I would like to see some more, some more perspective, and maybe, maybe some, some bit, some baby Jamie. I'm and I,
1: yeah, well, that's what the thing is. Is like I'm more interested in their life with as a family yeah you know pre-outlander than i am about the whole like i just don't know if i need another book about the politics and the clan infighting and you know the the dealings of you know basically selling your daughter off in marriage and like i i don't like that i don't need (laughs) Right now in my life. Yeah.
0: Put a face on like if you wanna like make a statement about what was going on at the time, cool. Do that, but put a face on it. Like don't make it such a big sweeping ordeal. We've been there, done that, got the T shirts like, <laughs> Many times. Many times. Summer tour, winter tour, like
1: <laughs> <done that. laughs> Uh Yeah. I so. And of course, you know, we have no idea what's going to be in this book. So
0: um,
1: who knows? But I I have a feeling that it's going to be a a lot of this more, more of this like intrigue and, you know, men deciding women's fates and, you know, blah, 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 blah.
0: (laughs) We'll probably be disappointed because John won't be in it. (laughs) Definitely not. I would love, okay, wish list. I will... I will sit through it if we can have some sort of a weird layer that brings like Gerard and Benedicta into it. Yes, absolutely. Like, so I don't know how that would work. I don't care. Make it happen. That's what I want. Yeah, I want some I complicated, agree. like that. Cause that's like the math may not be very good, but you know, <laughs> there's what's math, but the the layers like the family trees that are all actually kudzu in this series. I, we just just add a branch. It's fine. No, I I agree.
1: It like so many other characters too, like Minnie's father. Like let's see, like him yeah. and Jared yeah. doing some you know some dealings in Paris and stuff. And let's I don't know I let's find out more about. The Fraser side of the family, you know, like we get like a yeah. little bit of glimpse of, of them. Right. So we, we know about the old Fox and we know about Jared and the uncle. That's the priest, but in the, in the book, in the books, he's the priest, but in the show, he's not. Yeah. Let, let's, let's get a little more of that stuff too, because yeah. that's gotta be some interesting, I mean, Jared lives in France because he's a Jacobite like let's hear about some of that (laughs) you know that that shit's kind of interesting oh yeah um I don't just I just don't necessarily need more like clan the clans of our lives you know (laughs) (laughs) if it were going to (laughs) be okay I'm going to go there if it were gonna be a really well written book ab- about clan politics and clan intrigue and but like really well, actually really well researched and like you know, like <laughs> with actual like history other than just like maybe like one person that they follow to like and you so know RPS. get a, to get a story, yes, then I would be interested. So I want to make it clear. It's not that I'm not interested in the clans or their politics or I'm, I'm actually fascinated by it. I'm not interested again in the version that I'm fairly so we're gonna certain get. we're going to get. <laughs> and I went there. So I feel like I are
0: just going to be disappointed again. Was one of those, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well
0: that got way off track. YOLO (laughs) How about we get back to obnoxious Laird Jamie? (laughs) Laird dumbass. Can we please call him by his proper title? His proper title, yes. Laird Dumas. (sighs) (sighs) Okay, like if you look up the word himbo, Jamie's (laughs) portrait is on the first page. Like it's just it is what it is. Big of heart, dumb of ass, and that's where we are and then someone put him in charge. And it's like he's actually
1: very intelligent, but he he's is. also a total dumbass. He's
0: such a stupid smart person. He's so smart.
1: Especially especially at this age. But I mean, come on. Like, I mean, what 24 year twenty-four-year-old man isn't
0: a total dumbass? His right? brain's not done cooking. Like it's—it's it's right. It's true. Not done cooking. He's had head trauma. Like there's, <laughs> we always have to get that in perspective. There's a, there's a there's a TBI in there. There's all kinds of just shit and baggage, and it's just all, you know, his his trauma bucket continues to overflow it and he does weird shit in this episode.
1: It's just like, you know, when you, you hear a parent, like, chiding a child for, like, showing off in front of their friends, like, this is, like, this is what that is. Like he's Yeah, he just needs like, that. <laughs> you know, yeah, he needs somebody to he chide him that. for it. I, it's just, um, it, but I also kind of love, the dy- the dy- so when Jamie and Jenny aren't like completely destroying each other with really nasty fighting i like the dynamic though of them bantering and like you know half-assed yes. fighting because like it's so true that like you you with once you're with your siblings you just like completely revert back to like being kids again and all those dynamics that good, bad, or indifferent are like never going to go away.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely so relatable. <laughs> my you my know? little brother and I do the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. So I, I do love that. I just, yeah. He's, he's running this whole thing from day one on pure sentimentality. Mm-hmm. He has this image in his mind of how things would be. He's just... Flying high on the rush of being home and yeah. the thrill of being the laird and all of this stuff. Yeah, he's like
1: a kid that comes home from college for the first break, right? Yes, and now he th- <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. and he's like, I don't have to tell you where I'm going. God, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> kind of like the. I'm going to tell myself so I have a master's degree in psychology and a bachelor's degree in psychology and. For, there's nothing more dangerous than a first year psychology major because we will go home and we all of a sudden think that we're like <laughs> psychologists and we've taken <laughs> psych 101 and we've cried through statistics. And that's what we go home with at the end of the first year. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than that. And like, we're trying to psychoanalyze everybody. And we can't even spell Freud. Like it's, <laughs> so it's just like that. I actually took AP
1: psychology in high school. So I got, I did that a little early, but (laughs) Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's just, yeah. It's like, he's built this up in his mind for so long that he's like, and so he's got the perspective of his father being like bigger than life, you know, when he's doing his lairdly duties. And then, so he's built it up in his head, what he's going to do. And not only that, but he is riding the high that Claire just chose him over like hot water, you know, right.
0: and... <laughs> indoor plumbing and
1: airplanes.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> that shit went to his head.
1: He's like, he just lost his virginity a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this hot wife and he's been, playing this probably scenario out in his head for years of what it's going to be like when he finally gets to go home and yay it's
0: quarter day two right like he's just having a really great month like it's been some awful things but it's just been a really good month for him and like this is is like hot girl summer this is his hot girl summer (laughs)
1: It's all coming up, Jamie. (laughs) It's all coming up, (laughs) Jamie.
0: What an asshole.
1: (laughs) He would 100% have his collar popped
0: if he was in the 21st century. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh God. That that image is going to rock me to sleep. Okay. Um.
1: Yeah, and so I, I did want to point out that, you know, during the quarter day, one of the tenants, well, a bunch of the tenants give Claire and Jamie gifts, but one of the, the tenants gives Claire a gift of some flowers, and they're in, like, a white and blue, like, small white and blue yeah. vase, so I definitely
0: was like, I see you, little vase, I see you, mm-hmm. Um slight symbolism it's the life she always wanted yes but it's yeah. it's smaller it's,
1: you know but you know what it's, it's not s- a it's big a start it, it is the the of us, you know <laughs> and then you know this whole thing with poor little Rabbi mcnab oh. and again the the two I, I don't know we need we need a good nickname for Claire and Jamie you know like they just again the swoopers right they swoop in and they're like we're gonna solve this immediately they're, they're, although they're, their solution for everything is adopt the kid <laughs> well that that majorly becomes a pattern
0: for Jamie <laughs> such a pattern <laughs> just collecting <Yeah>. the Oh <laughs> <laughs> these the ducklings and they all go by Fraser but none of them are his
1: can I go really off track and you can just sure. edit this out if it just really? If it just...
0: Let it go. Who cares? <laughs> I,
1: I just found out that people ship William and Fanny.
0: Oh no, I don't like that.
1: I'm like that. I I just can't like. They're like, oh, we think that they're like they think that Diana is setting Fanny. that up, and I'm like, they're... I I don't even want to go into the 5,000 different ways that I am not, no, never, not, not happening. But I was like, there really is a ship for everybody, isn't there? Wow. And people think we're the weird ones.
0: We're the weird ones? (laughs) Yeah. We're we're the the weird weird ones. We're the weird ones for, you know, shipping consenting adults. (laughs) Just because we, you know, accidentally get a little pissed off and drunk and spiteful and write five chapters of Jamie and Hal having weird sex in the woods. I, that doesn't make us weird.
1: That's Consenting normal.
0: Adults. Consenting, Consenting adults. Consenting adults. Doing weird shit. Like, it's fine. Like, that's not, that's, and that's the weird one. Okay. Yep. So just remember
1: that when people I tell you wanna. you're the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> There's William and Fanny shippers out there. Anyway. The question
0: of, are the straits okay? No. <laughs> are you?
1: Guys, blink if you're okay. <laughs>
0: blink twice. Blink twice if you need help. It, does
1: anybody need refuge? <laughs> I just
0: yeah. I, so mm-hmm. Rabby. I let's okay. <laughs> drunk, <laughs> fucking hell. Drunk Jamie is my favorite Jamie.
1: Oh my god. Hands
0: down. Love like he he's so cute. I love drunk Jamie. He's so he's a happy drunk. I like he's just yes. he's a happy, hilarious drunk.
1: He's still being Laird Dumbass, but he's being yes. like a cute version of Laird Dumbass. He's a cute Laird dumbass.
0: Poor Claire just wants to sleep. But Rabbi, like, I don't know if anyone who hasn't read the Lord John series, if you haven't, I don't really know why you're listening to us, but that's fine. If you haven't, you should, (laughs) because then you find out what happens to Rabbi when he grows up, he moves to London and he marries, um, he marries Nessie.
1: Yes. He marries a prostitute, which was always Willie's dream, but it hasn't
0: come to pass yet. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that night is young it's there's still time
1: yes um and i'm not just talking about jane um anyway <laughs> yeah i can't it's just what gone way fuck off the road. what are we doing <laughs> but, um but yeah no absolutely um you get to see Ravi again and that's i do it's that is nice to have that sort of closure on that because he and Nessie are quite the pair they're fantastic and they're like good friends to John yeah oh yeah absolutely they're like his spy buddies slash friends and I like it's so cute how he goes to visit her in one of the stories I can't remember and like brings her sweets and is like (laughs) you know (laughs) um is she in the big books does he go to her in the big books for information I think maybe Uh
0: in echo if i can't remember i can't remember and i'm also having this moment of was this a fic or was this a book and i I, so i i legitimately do not know (laughs) there was opportunity in echo yeah that's the one where he's yeah because he's in he's in london for a little he goes to europe for a little while yeah and toddy slaps the shit out of him (laughs) how dare you (laughs) are you a virgin
1: <laughs> and she's got a lot of nerve because she's plotting a secret plot too. This family, I am telling you, I just need, I just need seventeen books of the Gray family. Like that, I, yes. I would
0: just, I would just read those for the rest of my life. That's I just, all, that's all I need. I don't feel like that's too much to ask. I need all the different branches of the Grays. Yes. I need, I need more on Benedicta. I need so much more on Benedicta. Just the the chaos that was created when that
1: family was cr- came together. Oh, <laughs> like absolutely! Ger- like when Gerard met Benedicta, the chaos, and then Hal continuing that by marrying like the most chaotic mm-hmm. woman on the planet. Like, I just i don't even know i love i love their love i love hal and minnie so much
0: it i just feel so bad how good their love story is it just makes me so mad that it happened could have happened to a bigger asshole
1: they probably have like one of the best love stories in the whole series oh they absolutely
0: do they're just they're perfect for each other they're absolutely amazing. I, just, I love it. I, uh, <laughs> I much prefer their love story to Jamie and Claire's. And I love your fic.
1: <laughs> About, which, oh, this is timely because of what we just found out in the news. <laughs> like, this is, I don't even know if we can air this. But <laughs> what are we? Okay. I, I, well, okay. So. ADHD, calm down. Um, so i I, I love your I love your fic where um, uh, Hal or Minnie says, you know, fuck you, Hal or whatever, and Hal says, you fuck me or whatever, and then the pegging. Um, okay, the pegging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. What and you then did I'm that. like, and then I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, this is this is apropos to what what's going on in um, the royal family um, gossip right now. I, so <laughs> it just, see, this is, this is my brain. And when connections get made like that, it short circuits for a second.
0: So. so that's a that's a thing I always I keep forgetting do you do you have like that one story that you wrote and you forgot all about like, it, like yeah I literally wrote that story in one night and posted it and I was so drunk <laughs> I had a really awful day I think when
1: you first posted it you accidentally like copy pasted into AO3 like like it was like the story and then it was like the whole story again <laughs> I
0: did I did I, couldn't... <laughs> I did actually I had to go in and fix it had, someone told me like hey uh, you made a boo-boo I'm like I bet I did
1: and I just remember I don't know and I think I stumbled on that story like right after like somehow I was just like you know trolling the tags and in on AO3 and <laughs> it's like oh well I <laughs> That is the best story. Uh, you know, we were talking about what our fic wreck was going to be because we didn't really have one picked. And we were going to do a different one that you wrote, but I think we just need to make that the fic wreck.
0: <laughs> let's just do, okay, let's just do that one.
1: It has no relevance to anything that has to do with this episode we are ostensibly discussing, but
0: <laughs> that's not what's, however, sticking to it. And you know what's really hilarious? I can't remember the name of my own story. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm scrolling. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> I have 99 works on AO3. It's just going to happen sometime. <laughs> Where the fuck was it? I just, I love that
1: one so much. Thank
0: you. Um, Open to interpretation. That's what it is. There you
1: go. There you go.
0: So that's our fifth <laughs> rec, and I'm sticking yeah. to
1: it. Just like mini stuck it to Hal.
0: Repeatedly and he liked it. It's real it's a short. It's don't go into that looking for like literature. No <laughs> nuance. It's just it's just smut.
1: But you know what it is? It's it is smut, but like your characterization of Hal in that smut is so spot on. Just like the thoughts in his head where he's like and who cares if I like it? There's not a goddamn person needs to know what goes on in my marriage bed. Like, it's just perfect.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to uh, you a sick little thrill on that one. <laughs> I've read it many
1: times. I won't even. I don't even want to go to see how many times I've read it because it would probably be embarrassing, but. <laughs> because it's just it just tickles me every time um
0: surprising five bookmarks on that pick okay i'm closing it <laughs>
1: probably they're all probably mine
0: <laughs> anyway oh, gosh okay well, there so, we go
1: what else well, do we need we to are. wrap
0: up we're so up uh, you know what it's fine pick wreck happened early no big deal
1: yep it's fine we already talked so oh I think this was your note about Jamie and the Bannock. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) His angry munching, just tearing into it. And then the immediate Uno reverse card. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, that's a very key Uno reverse card because it leads us to one of my favorite shots in the series, which is Jamie's ass in the wind. Yeah. (laughs) Turn around before my cock snaps off. (laughs) (laughs) That whole scene is so good. I love it. It is it is one of one of my favorites. It's just a fun fun thing. Um I mean it's a little terrifying because of the of the red coats that show up. Yeah. But I mean if Claire's get out of jail free card throughout this season is oh it's French or France and you know, France, blah blah blah. Oxfordshire, the red coat equivalent is meh, Scotland. Yeah. What do you expect? It's Scotland. It's Scotland. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the reason, like, that's a normal reason to find (sighs) that shirt. Wasn't it like, it was underwear in the book, wasn't it? I don't remember. They don't wear underwear, do they? They have them. Like, it's a very optional thing.
1: I don't remember. Men men had them.
0: They would wear them under, like, breeches, but not under a kilt.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what it is in the book. Um, but I, I would like to go back to the Bannock yeah. for just one second because Jamie speaks a little harshly to Mrs. Crook for a moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I we don't know much about Mrs. Crook, but I'm pretty sure she is like Mrs. Fitz level. Like, d- like I get like, My hackles up. Like, don't you speak harshly to Mrs. Crook. She's an angel.
0: (laughs) Well, if for no other reason, then don't treat your help like shit. Yeah. And don't trash the people who are making your food, dummy.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, those
0: obvious reasons as
1: well. But also, (laughs) you know, poor Mrs. Crook. (laughs) Poor Mrs.
0: Crook. But also don't be a dick. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to look up whether it was a shirt or if it was, I think, I really think it was like, I'm not going to look up, look it up now, but for next time. Okay. I had, I we'll do a my book out I forgot. Time.
1: Yeah. So Jamie and Jenny finally make their peace for, for a moment. Like, you know, the big elephant in the room is finally cleared and um, Claire and Jamie are, are in the Laird's room kind of getting ready for bed and stuff. And I found this so <sighs> interesting <laughs> of Claire. So she says to Jamie, I'm starting to feel like I could really belong here. And while that's a really nice sentiment and a good way to end this this episode, like what what part of anything that's happened over this episode, <laughs> Claire? makes you feel like you're fitting in <laughs> like right. like right. she hasn't made up with Jenny <laughs> she like what? I'm, I'm kind of like it just it it feels like a non-sequitur because it doesn't you know just because Jamie and Jamie and Jenny have resolved their thing but there's ongoing tension with Jenny and Claire and you know they've spent two whole days there, and like, I don't know. So like, the the romantic side of me like is like, oh, this is such a nice sentiment. But then the the very practical side of me is like, what are you
0: talking about, girl? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? It's the vase. Yeah, they, there it's you go. The Speaking of sentiment, and the sexy Scott
1: shirtless. You know in the bed that helps nice comfy bed. That probably helps too. Yeah. A little. <laughs> okay. Did we demolish that episode? Um did we demolished we something.
0: Talk- did we talk about that episode? <laughs> I mean, in theory. <laughs> uh so, uh listeners, if you have not actually if you're for whatever reason listening to this and you don't actually like watch the show, please don't take this one as like a um a reliable source as to what actually occurred in the episode don't listen to this as a recap <laughs> great like go check out wiki um it's much better <laughs> someone someone devotes an absolute inordinate amount of time to making that that outlander fandom wiki just absolutely yes. impeccable yeah
1: so use um, them
0: <laughs> use that use that source we are
1: not here for that that this is we are not, not here, here. <laughs> our goal is chaos it's just a <laughs> uh, mission
0: accomplished i
1: think <laughs> i know job well done tonight i you know <laughs> oh my Holy god
0: shit what a we it is for us because you guys have no idea. well it is friday for us um maybe friday for you as yeah. well because this will land on a friday but yeah, it's been a week
1: court on fridays so we don't yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think I can think of anything else to squeeze <laughs> into this one. This was fun. That yeah, ping pong ball.
1: So we have like four episodes left now, right?
0: We do. Of,
1: of this season. Of this season. Of the season of the, the show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it we- gets really confusing now that we're not lining up with the up. episode numbers. So it's like, you know,
0: we're on episode, we- we're recording yeah yeah we're it. we're, re, we're at recording episode 14 13 are we on 13 that doesn't look right i think i got the wrong number i'm so behind <laughs> on too. T- t- <laughs> i don't know where we I are now but um should we talk about kind of our plan for the rest of the season or just spring it on them let's spring it on them fun okay i'm up for that <laughs>
1: Because then, if we change our minds, right, we don't having any expectations. Nobody knows. We like we like to keep expectations
0: low around here, very low. <laughs> but what's fun now is everyone listening to this in a few weeks is going to be going, "Well, shit, what are they going to do next?" And then when we get to the end of the season, they're going to go, "Well, was this what they were originally thinking about, or had they?" Like, <laughs> it's going to bug them. <laughs> Uh oh, all right. This has been fun.
1: Should we put this dead horse out to pasture? Or yes. <laughs> bang. <laughs> thank you, thank you everyone <laughs> for listening. A bang bang bangity bang.
0: bang. Okay. <laughs> That's our last brain cell knocking around.
1: <laughs> we're going to we're going to get some sleep and replenish and um, <sighs> Well, I don't know if I'm going to sleep because I've got all this energy
0: in my yeah, mind. I'm going to go so. right into editing my story until I can't <laughs> anymore. That's where I'm going. All right. Let's. All right. We're, we're going to go. We're done. We're okay. done here. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: podcast is not affiliated with Outlander, Sony Stars, and definitely 100% not with Diana Gabaldon. All opinions expressed are our own and we may not even believe them ourselves. In fact, nothing in this podcast should be taken seriously as a general rule. We may not even be real
0: people. Does this podcast even exist? This podcast is not suitable for children, immature adults, homophobes, anyone who takes fandom too seriously, people who don't understand that the characters aren't real, people with sticks up their ass, people who hate fun, and people who have no sense of humor. Do not try any of these hot takes at home. We are professionals.
1: The FDA has not approved this podcast for human consumption. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, the urge to send us anonymous homophobic hate, ringing in your ears, and constipation. If you experience any of these side effects, ask your doctor if dying mad about it is right for you.
0: If you know us in real life, no you don't.